0: live in nashville tennessee you are listening to the nashville daily podcast nashville's number one daily podcast brought to you by think nashville think nashville think brad think brad it's nashville daily podcast Good morning, Nashville, and welcome to the Nashville Daily Podcast. I am your host for today's episode. My name is Stuart Deming, and today's episode is brought to you by ThinkBrad.com. If you're looking for real estate in Middle Tennessee, you need to contact Brad Reynolds, 615-856-3270. I was driving down my driveway and I saw a house for sale across the street and I called the wife and I said, Hey, how much is that house? and she told me the price and i was like oh we're definitely not buying that one as a rental because it's way too expensive joining me today is a dear friend of mine Nate Boyd and uh, you go by aka Clayton Corners on Instagram yeah the alias the alias i think you are one of the individuals that's been on the podcast the most I've, i'm trying you've, to think now was 7 three, or three, 8 well, i don't even know 6 it's been, it's, it's been a it's while, been a number of them. but you have seen the full evolution of our podcast. Yeah, we have we have recorded in the most random places uh, between you, Aaron and I. We have recorded on a farm. I yes. think twice. Yes. Uh, we record it in an apartment complex yes. at least once or twice. And now we're recording here in this video studio. I, I think we might have done one other one here when you guys
1: first finished this. Oh, we did. Yes. And even since then, like it's I a ca- whole come in day, and
0: there's the screens and the lights and the three cameras. I was like, wow, you guys just continue to step it up. Yeah. So you, you, you have seen the evolution of our show. So what are your thoughts, if you don't mind me asking? I love it. I mean, you're one of our first listeners, too, which is yeah. I'm mean, crazy to think
1: about. I was all in right away. It's fun, you know, especially being a transplant, being from New York. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this city. I love learning about what's going on. And there's a lot of things where, like, you know, I live in downtown now. I'm driving around, and there's a building being knocked down and something being put up. And
0: Well, I saw that the other day. So do you remember where that purity plant was? Yes. Uh, so last week, it was, like, a full building. Yeah. And then yesterday when I drove by, it was, like, half of the building was missing. Yeah. And that's going to be three or four skyscrapers now. Okay. Which and see. Is that's what, one of the things I love about this show is yeah. then I'm like, oh, now I know what's going on there. Yeah, yeah. So you, you moved downtown, but yep. before this you were living in Murfreesboro, correct? Yeah, I did Murfreesboro for a bit. And then before that I lived in Antioch for about six years. Okay. So what's been your experience living in Antioch, then going to Murfreesboro and then coming downtown? So I loved Antioch.
1: Um, for me there, it was really cool to live in like such a diverse little community where, I mean, the food was great. There was a lot of authentic food. Um, it still had that kind of, diverse city feel to it, even though it was the suburbs, as opposed to, oh, well, the other thing I liked about Antioch too, is uh, location to the city. You're outside the city. It was a little bit more reasonably priced, but I could hop on the highway and be in downtown in 12 minutes. That, that was the previously.
0: Yeah, now well, that's it's, true. It's, it's it now might like be, 45 minutes It might be an a little, an little hour bit longer now. now. What, what are your thoughts on that huge billion dollar development called Century Farms in Antioch? i mean i
1: think it's really cool it's fun to see the city just continuing to grow and it's fun to see them not just keep plopping everything into downtown yeah to see it start sprawling out a little bit and and like i said i love the antioch area it's uh, a lot of great local food there and things like that so what's one of your favorites
0: I like Fat Mo's. You ever yeah. done Fat Mo's? I, I so I've done Fat Mo's, and I've had it three times. And so I don't really give an opinion on a restaurant unless yeah. I've had it three times. Okay. Because the service could be having a bad day. Yeah. It could be a new hire. It could be there's so many factors that go into the restaurant world. Every single time I went to Fat Moe's, it was so salty. Oh, really? Yeah. Every single burger I've ever had at Fat Moe's, I'm like, oh, this is this is terrible a for my too stomach. Much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so too much. Um, so. I've never had a good experience at Fatmos, okay. So tell me what your favorite experience was at Fat Um,
1: Well, first of all, the first time I saw it, I was like, what is that? It's like a shack yeah, yeah. with a drive through
0: You're <laughs> like, so, it's a coffee shop. Yeah, You're not expecting it to be a burger restaurant.
1: I love places like that where it's like hole in the wall. Most people don't even stop because, you know, it kind of looks run down. Mm-hmm. But uh, the first time I went there, I got, I think, a burger and fries, but I got their milkshake. And they're actually hand-making the milkshakes at that place. It's not a, oh, that's not awesome. a milkshake machine. Yeah. So there's two guys in there, one at each window. And I don't know how they divvy up the work, but you hit the first window and there's one guy there. And then you pull around and there's another guy. And they're hand-making milkshakes. Uh, I want to say they press their burgers. Okay. So they got those so nice like smash flat. Yeah. yeah. So for me, it's just kind of I love that, that local kind of hole in the wall.
0: Mm-hmm. Who knows? how? I don't know how long they've been there. I think they're, like, a 25-year-old, 30-year-old yeah. business because they have, like, seven or eight locations throughout Nashville. Or well, they, they did.
1: Yeah, I didn't realize that when I started going there, too, because I know I've seen one in East Nashville now. East Nashville,
0: there was one over on um, Lafayette. Okay. Uh, I can't remember who the other ones were. Are they all kind of that, just, like, yeah. a shack? Yep. Yeah. That's exactly what they are. <laughs> I think they were like they were trying to be, like, a local chain, Yeah, maybe. I'm not really sure. Gotcha. Um, I don't eat fat that often, so I, I don't know the story. <laughs> So after Antioch, you moved down to Murfreesboro. Yep. And how long were you in Murfreesboro for? Mm,
1: uh, I would say about a year and a half.
0: But uh, was that, it a way different experience than Antioch? Yes, I did not love Murfreesboro. I, I I haven't met a lot of people that do. It's
1: it's feels very chaotic. Yeah. Um. In what sense? Uh. It's one of those, you know, there's certain areas where it seems like it doesn't matter what time of the day you go there, there's traffic. Yeah. Like you're, Franklin. Yeah. And you're yeah. kind of like, what, how are there this many people on the road at 12 o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon? Mm-hmm. And Murfreesboro felt like that all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, expanding, growing building. So there's always construction and roads shut down and... We were kind of a little bit out of it. It's the fastest-growing city in North America. Is it? Yeah. I feel like I heard something similar to that. I hadn't heard that, but that's... uh, I'm
0: not surprised. It's also the direct center of Middle Tennessee. Oh, really? Yep. So uh, we talked about this uh, probably like 100, 200 episodes ago, maybe 400 episodes. I can't remember. It's over 1,000 episodes. Uh, Murfreesboro was the capital of the state of Tennessee. Okay, yes, I did hear that. I love... Your history ones are my favorite.
1: Yeah. Out of all of your podcasts, I love the history stuff.
0: Yeah, we're hoping to bring in a lot of more historians, and uh, we're going to get deep into the history. Uh, we have a huge product release coming out soon, and you're going to be really excited okay. about it, Nate. Uh, so you moved from Murfreesboro, and then you came into downtown Nashville. Yep. What was your favorite part of that transition?
1: Uh, I love the energy of the city. That's, um, that's really how I got started with the photography and everything is – Especially at night, I just love the energy of the city. So for me, going from Murfreesboro, again, if I was coming to the city, it was a 45-minute drive at least. Um, There's not much nightlife down there. There is, but it doesn't feel local. Um, So getting back into the city, I mean, I like just being able to walk around. You know, If I want to go get a coffee in the morning, if I want to go walk over to Oscars, it's right there. Um, And then the photography, to be able to just roll out of bed in the morning and Mm -hmm. see there's a foggy morning and I'm like, Oh, I'm going to shoot right now. There's fog. I don't have to drive anywhere. I don't have to find parking. That's the biggest headache is finding parking, especially now parking. And and now with the new parking setup, I mean, if I wasn't living in downtown, I don't know how much street photography I would do anymore.
0: Yeah. Because they, so they've, they've gotten rid of free street parking Mm -hmm. starting February 1st, especially in the downtown core. It's still like $3 an hour. Um, Maybe two twenty-five an hour. Okay, but they still haven't. All of the street like payment things haven't been converted to credit cards yet. Gotcha. They're still Coinbase. based. So,
1: yeah. If you, so a you have a pocket full that, of quarters with you, yeah,
0: you have to have a pocket full of quarters on, on most places now. And I, I know they're going to be fixing all that here soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then parking at some of the lots now, you're like, wow, it's thirty dollars an hour. This is outrageous. It's absurd. Still, the cheapest one in town is the Nashville Public Library. That's where I tell everybody. Um, at that or the Music City Center. Music City Center is like twelve dollars oh, on okay. uh you can get twelve dollars for twelve hours on I certain dates. Did not know that. Uh it's fantastic. So the Nashville Public Library, on average, I think the most that you would pay for a full day is twenty dollars. Okay. On Saturdays and Sundays, it's still priced at ten dollars a spot, which is fantastic. You could just leave your car there all day Saturday, yeah. just have fun and leave it there Sunday. You pay twenty dollars for two days. Like yeah, that's you can't you can't beat those prices. The issue with parking in downtown is the city of Nashville, Metro Council, got rid of parking requirements for new developments. Okay. So that happened back in, like, November or so. And now all of these new developments are going to come into Nashville. They're not required to have any type of parking. Oh, wow. So it's going to cause a huge headache, and we're not really thinking about the future of— and I understand they all make downtown more walkable, but they need more shuttle services or some type of better transportation besides WeGo that goes into downtown to bring people in from the outskirts of Nashville.
1: Yeah, and that's to me if you're going to switch over, if you're going to force paid parking everywhere, where's the where's the public transportation? Yes. Like you need that. Yep. That's the element that's missing. Um I know, you know, I've been to Chicago, I park my car for 3 days and not touch it, but yep. you can walk. You can h- hop on the, the L train. You know, there's all kinds of options for getting around where you're not moving your car out of the lot, moving into another lot. You know, yeah, for Nashville, I feel like that public transportation's lacking, especially yeah. if we're, you're going to be charging parking 24 hours a day every day of the week.
0: Oh, yeah. And I remember uh, I parked downtown Nashville on 2nd Avenue during CMA Fest like three years ago or four years ago. Three years ago, it didn't happen in 2019. For three hours of parking, I paid $75. my goodness. And I was like, this is absurd. Like, this is so ridiculous. Uh, So, Nate, you initially moved here to pursue a music career. Yes. So tell me about that and then tell me how you got into the world of photography. Okay. So, um, yeah, I moved here with one of my best
1: friends. Um, We've been playing music together for about... And it's about your 10 year anniversary, right? Uh, yes, I think this, this is eight years. I moved here when I was 30 and I'll be 38 this year. Okay, So this will be eight years coming right up on it here. Um, so yeah, we had a band back home. Um, we had signed a little independent label. So we were doing that for a few years. Um, and about the time we were getting out of our contract with that, our drummer decided he was going to pursue his actual career. He was in finance Um, so it was back to just me and my, my, uh, songwriting partner who also was a singer and guitar player. And we decided it was time to make a move, do something different, fresh start. Um, and we really bounced back and forth between Austin and Nashville. Were you still signed at this point? At this point, we're kind of at the tail end of getting out of it. Okay. So, and we kind of thought, well, if we're getting out of this, we're losing our drummer. Um, You know, we kind of had a sound we developed based on the three of us in the first place. It was a three-piece. I come from more of a rock background. Our singer-guitar player came from a jazz background, and our drummer came from a a metal background. Oh, that's awesome. So it was a really interesting meld of stuff. And we were playing kind of, I would say, kind of groove pop jam music. Okay. So it was really interesting to hear the three of us come together. And when he left, we just couldn't find anybody that fit that. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to start a new band, a new project altogether because we really didn't want to try and force something that wasn't there anymore. So, say it was kind of Nashville or Austin. We had, New York City's a little too busy. Yep. LA's a little too busy. Uh-huh. So,
0: and it's very cutthroat.
1: Yes. And yep. and that was one of the things we loved. So we visited here and uh, the first, you know, we we're here for like 3 days. The first night we went out and caught a show. End up meeting the band that we saw play. They invited us to hang out, go to the bar. So we ended up just like immediately falling into this like little community of musicians and we're just here visiting. We didn't know anybody. Mm -hmm. I, you know, the next time I came back into town, the first night I went out, I went to a show and I ran into all of those people. Oh, that's awesome. And it was just like, it's it's Nashville. Yeah. uh, That that is just a Nashville experience. Yes. It's that small town, which where I'm from is a small town, small city. You run into people all the time. So I'm thinking, you know, moving to big the big city of Nashville, I'll never see anybody I know. And then to run into some, the only people you know in town the first night you moved here, it was just like, yeah, I loved it. It felt like such a community aspect. So we did the music thing for a few years, and uh, it kind of reached a point where i was I was getting into photography. I'd started just shooting on my iPhone to begin with that's how we all started, yeah, you just <laughs> and i I think I started doing that a little bit while I was still living in New York, but then moving down here and having this new city and I think i the one I remember is like my first cool iPhone picture um I caught the general Jackson coming down the river, mm-hmm. sunset, Batman building in the background, mm-hmm. and uh I just I got a lot of people starting to comment you know, asking about my photography. And I'm like, I just take pictures on my phone. <laughs> um, my parents really started pushing me towards, like, you should get a camera and really yeah, like, yeah. try and pursue this. You have a good eye for it. And with the music, I didn't feel like I had time mm. to jump into another hobby. Um, I got home a couple days before Christmas one year, and there was a box on the porch. And I took it in and opened it. It was for my parents, and it was... Uh, Nikon D fifty five hundred, a couple of kit lenses, and that was kind of how it began. I got that. Um, of course, take iPhone pictures. There's there's a skill to iPhone pictures, but you're not messing with a lot of settings.
0: Yeah, you're not going manual. You're not doing yeah. you know, white balance. Like th- there's so many things you're not doing. So I was very overly
1: confident getting my camera. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and you're humbled very fast. Yes, very quickly. <laughs> So just shooting around the house, I was like, I'm never going to figure this out. But I thought, let's go do something fun. I think I'd had the camera for two days. So it was around Christmas. I was in town by myself. So I, I went out to um, Fall Creek Falls. Yeah. yeah. And before I went, I just went on the Internet and I Googled like. Uh, Waterfall photography. Yeah and, yeah, yeah. and settings. And of course, people throw settings up there. But I didn't realize, you know, mm-hmm. in my noviceness that. um you know that there's there's so many factors in that so i just write down these settings and i go down to the waterfall and just throw those settings on my camera and think i'm going to get these wispy beautiful waterfalls and, and then you realize you need to buy a tripod <laughs> need to buy a <laughs> tripod needed uh, nd filters yeah, yeah. Needed, there was so much i've just had all these blown out mm-hmm. waterfall pictures i got a couple that were okay but i think by the second half of that day hiking around the camera was in the backpack and i was yeah, yeah. Like, back on my iphone and I really didn't touch it for a while after that. <laughs> and I had a friend come into town and he's a photographer. Um, and he was like, didn't you get a camera? And I said, yeah. He said, well, let's get the cameras out and go do some night photography. Mm-hmm. So whole different world than yes. waterfall photography. And it just like opened my mind. Yeah. yeah. And Especially, you know, simple things like the exposure bar on the camera. Mm-hmm. When I first took it out, you know, I had it for two days. I didn't. Read the full manual I didn't know I knew how to flip some dials and Things like that focus the camera but um, Really Like showing me how to like preserve highlights in night photography mm-hmm. and what you can do With long exposure night photography And, and things like that I said it just opened my mind up really it Just creatively I was like All in yeah that, that night Was just like this I love This yeah so as that Progressed and the music started slowing Down I just kind of reached a point where I was, I was passing up on some photography opportunities. Maybe somebody would say, hey, can I have a shoot Wednesday night? And I'd say, you know, I have band practice Wednesday night. we got a show coming up Saturday. You know, I can't skip rehearsal. And that's the only night they were available, so then I lose the shoot. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, re- I reached a point where I didn't want to pass on that anymore. So I backed out of the music stuff and, and I've kind of been going into photography since.
0: Do you feel that was the, the right transition for you?
1: Yes, I can assure you it was because, as much as I still love music, I have sold all of my equipment except for an acoustic guitar mm-hmm. and I don't pick up any of it anymore. If I'm going to do something creative, I pick up my camera yeah, yeah, so yeah, it definitely was the move, um and I was burnt out on the music I'd been. You know, I started playing my first band when
0: I was fifteen. Yeah, that and that and you were signed and you you experienced how yeah. how 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 often were you on the road with music?
1: Um we didn't do a lot of like long term touring. Okay. Um especially I say our drummer in New York, that was probably when we were having our greatest success. But he had a he had a serious job. He worked for a financial institution. So mm-hmm. it was kind of weekend warrior stuff. You know, hey, this weekend we're gonna go down to you know, New York City and Binghamton. Yep. Um. This weekend we're going to my hood. Binghamton's my hood. Yeah. Yeah. So you know all those areas. So you know we might go play Syracuse. Might go out towards mm-hmm. Albany or something. But it wasn't really. We didn't have the availability to just take off and hit the road. Yeah. Yeah. We were also twenty five at the time. Uh, our drummer owned a house. You know, we had car payments. Yep. We ha- we had to pay the bills. Yep. So um, that's one thing. I look at people in Nashville, these musicians, I'm just... I don't know how they make it. How are you paying the bills?
0: Yeah, yeah. But they've all got their little side hustles. Especially because the bills are so high in this city. Um, So one thing I wanted to talk to you about, Nate, is for a few years here in Nashville, the photography community was remarkable. Yes. We used to host these things called Explore Meets, and we would just bring in all of these photographers from around the country that would show up to these things. Uh, I remember there was one time I think in 2019 we did an explore meet, and there was 65 people that showed up to this thing. Yeah, and I believe you were teaching it that evening. It uh, it was it was street photography. Okay, it was one of them. There there was there was two or three of them. We had like 45 photographers show up, and then I remember. Did you ever go to the donut distillery one where we were learning about food photography? That and one I missed because I think, uh, who was teaching that? Was that, that? was that Andy Whiskey? No, so she was teaching the tailgate one that we had. Oh, ah, okay. Right. Uh, but we had another person teaching food photography for okay. the donuts. That one had 25 people at it. Yeah. They, they shut down the restaurant for us, and we <laughs> yeah. did these like food photos, and it's just a lot of fun. But like, the, the photography community was really, really engaging. Uh, there was a lot of collaboration happening there. And then the pandemic happened, yes. and it feels like everyone in that community moved out of town, mm-hmm. or this community has become so cutthroat and so competitive that there's no collaboration happening. So, what are your thoughts on the struggle of the photography community here in Nashville?
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know what exactly is leading to that because I agree that um, there was a shift post pandemic or yep. during the pandemic,
0: and we <clears throat> and we, and we hosted, we would host. Stuff during the pandemic. Yeah. And uh, I remember hosting the first one in June of 2020, and we still had 15 people show up. Yeah. And we drove two hours away from Nashville. Yeah. And still, you're still getting... Yeah. And then I remember, and I don't think you were at this one, but we did one and We did a, a photography meetup in Chattanooga, and okay. we had 10 people from Nashville drive to Chattanooga really? for that one. Yeah. So, but now it's like you try doing it, and like one person shows up. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I don't know... Obviously, the pandemic was a
1: factor. I don't know how all that, you know, what um, arms came out of that that kind of were a factor in that. But I mean, yeah, one of my best friends left. That was my that was my photography buddy. My hey, you guys
0: were the yin to my yang. Yeah, you, you guys know. were running and gunning. We were All the time Always out, always doing something fun I remember the uh, the Easter photo you did a few years ago That's the first one that always pops in my head And uh, you have the carrot with the rabbit yes. head And you're on Broadway And it was just incredible work And uh, yeah, it was just
1: Having people like that around I mean, that one in particular was so much fun I was at work one day And they were getting rid of um, Like a, a bunny mascot outfit yeah, like Do you still Easter have bunny. that mask? I don't know. I know it's not in my current apartment, okay. but I do still have some stuff in storage at my uh old place in if Murfreesboro. If we can
0: find that, I have so many ideas. Yeah,
1: I'll see if it's down there cuz I know I still had it when I moved to Murfreesboro. I just I know it didn't make the move to downtown. Yeah. So it's either in storage or somebody tossed it along okay. the way.
0: If you can find it, we're going to go down to the Rabbit Hole VR oh. in Franklin. Yes. And and get some really cool stuff Yes, that would be awesome We thought about taking it out on on
1: Broadway that night When we were running around Just to have fun with it But we're half worried One, you wouldn't make it down the street Because people would want to take pictures Yeah, yeah. And then you never know What drunk guy is going to try and rip your head off Yep (laughs) So, but yeah um, I don't know, I look at people like that And there's people I know that moved Which is, that's the Nashville Mm -hmm. thing Same with, I mean It's a very transit city Yeah, yeah. People are here for three or four years and then they yeah. move on. Yeah, It's a, it's a stepping stone for a lot of people. And, and then you also see people come back. You see musicians yep. that go to L.A. really get going and then they come back here for their home base. Um, so I think a lot of people moved, obviously, financial issues during the pandemic. Um, there's a lot of people I know that that made just a life shift as far as, you know, maybe photography was a hobby or a part time thing with the pandemic, they weren't doing as much of it.
0: So. And it's hard. It's, it, it's very hard. You have to find your own business yep. and there's, there's a business side of things that you have no idea, like insurance and all those stuff. Uh, yeah. And, uh, it, it's hard. So once you have your clientele, hopefully it's consistent enough that they're paying you. Yes. And, and that's
1: tough again, and especially during the pandemic, I mean, businesses are shut down. Um, you know, understandably, a lot of people weren't, especially at the beginning, weren't comfortable getting together to do a shoot. Yeah. um, you know, I knew a lot of people if they did a shoot, it was masks on, outdoor, um, and that was if they were doing something. Yeah, you know, I work a lot with musicians. Musicians weren't playing. They didn't have a lot to promote. So that was a that was a major lull for me. Fortunately, I had a job to keep me going through that, so I didn't give up on the photography. But I think a lot of people, again, you saw leave just because there wasn't work to do at the time. Um, and then the other thing I've noticed is there is an a interesting competitiveness that has come out of this. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's, again, if that stems from kind of like a, a survival situation where now people are like, I got to get mine and I don't care who I step on to get there, but. Or it could be
0: all the people moving from New York City and LA that's causing that that cultural
1: shift. For sure. Mm -hmm. You get a lot of that too, where it's just, um, it's, it's a new environment. It's definitely shifted. Um, and you feel that, in the city altogether, not even just the photography community. Um, but yeah, I, I used to be able to reach out. I mean, basically any photographer in Nashville that I was interested in reach out and say, Hey, yeah, you could
0: just DM them and yeah, like, say,
1: let's go let's go shoot sometime. If, if they don't want to shoot, like just bounce questions off each other or yeah. just, Hey, what, what gear are you shooting on? Things like that. that I don't get that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just, uh, I, I can think of, I won't name, name any names, but I can think of a few people in particular where, you know, I liked their work. I liked what they were doing. And I messaged, said, hey, you know, I really like what you're doing. You get like a, thanks. Yeah. I said, oh, well, you know, if you ever want to get out and just, you know, roam around and shoot a little bit, okay.
0: Yeah. It's it's very annoying. So what are your thoughts on how Nashville is developing, developing over the years that you've been here? Um, it's fun to
1: see it grow. Um, it's always fun to see your city grow because it means that there's a lot of good stuff going on there. Um, the thing I think that bums me out the most is to see a creative city that seems to be going a different direction because it's growing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're losing places like Exit Inn, yep. uh Third and Lindsley, and then we're going to put up apartment complexes that. Musicians, photographers, other artists can't, can't, afford. can't afford to live in. Yeah. Um, you know, I was talking to a musician recently. He was living in the Midtown area, and when he moved in, could easily afford his place. Two years later, he was having to like sell certain um, musical assets to afford his rent. Wow. This is a guy that's a phenomenal musician. He's in the scene. He's trying to support the scene, like everything you'd want mm-hmm. in Music City. And he's being driven out of the city. Yeah. And, and that's the hard thing for me because I love to see it grow. I love the new restaurants, the great food. I love the new experiences you can have. It'll be fun. You know, there's rumors of a baseball team coming. I love baseball. I'd love to have a baseball team in town. So that stuff's all really fun. But it also, from a creative perspective, it, it hurts sometimes to see the creative stuff being kind of pushed to the side for a money grab.
0: Yeah. Being a, being a creative, do you feel like there's a resolution to this? I know there's certain people in city council that are trying to fight it. Um, Jeff Syracuse is a great example Mm -hmm. of that. Uh, He's really the only example of that in in council. Uh, But when big corporations come in and they say, Hey, we're going to buy this quarter of an acre lot in downtown Nashville for $35 million and there's nothing you can do about it. Like, is there a resolution to fix this? I I don't know if there is or not. Um,
1: I feel like there could be resolutions, but I feel like that's most problems in America, in the world. I mean, there's always a resolution. And it comes down to money most of the time. A lot of times it comes down to money or unity, and that's one thing that we don't have anywhere right now. There's no unity with anybody, Um, you know. If you look back through history at, like, the great successes of, like, say, a revolution or things, it's things like boycotting. Like, if you don't like something, don't support it. Yep. So, but it's hard to get people on that page. People get the FOMO. They don't want to miss out on something. It's, Mm -hmm. like, no matter what, people are going to participate in whatever's going on. Mm -hmm. So, to to the idea of, like, um, you know, the parking. Like, what if everybody just stopped street parking in Nashville?
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and they,
1: then the city loses that cash cow. No, re- no revenue at all. Every mm-hmm. park's at private parking, support private businesses in yep. some way. Um, you know, that's one way to say, hey, we don't, we don't agree with this. We want to be able to go into our city and enjoy it on the nights and the weekends and Sundays for free. Yep. But... Somebody's going to park on the street.
0: Oh yeah. And it's it's going to be still their cash cow. Yes. And that's why they're putting the credit card machines on it so they can increase their cash.
1: Yeah. And so, I don't know, I think those are the ways to solve problems like that. But
0: but how many how do you get how do you 200,000 people? Yeah. On estimate. I don't know how many people park a day. Yeah, Nashville. I don't know. There's either. not even, there's not even that many parking spots. There's like maybe 4,000 throughout the city.
1: Yeah. So, and and again, how do you get everybody on board? There's always going to be somebody that's like, well, I got to play at this show I have a the block away, and I'm I'm going to park a block away because I got to carry all my equipment down there. Yep. So I get that too. But I think until until there's some sort of unity of the people without the money, mm-hmm. you don't get the changes that you want. You just kind of go... Which will, will probably never happen. You kind of complain about it for a little bit, yeah, yeah. and then you get used to it. Yep. And like, then you pay the piper. <laughs> yeah, that's how it is now. But I say that can be... Just worldwide you can look at that. I mean, things people complain about with US politics. It's like you don't like the presidential candidates. What if we all just didn't vote? Yeah. What if nobody showed up to vote? What would they do? I the, mean the the machine would be That would be a strong devastated. message yeah, as yeah. far as like we don't approve of what's going on. Yep. But that's not gonna happen. Yeah, how would you ever do that? And so <laughs> it's like I don't know how you make those changes. I mean, I'd love to see Nashville stay a creative music city, but I think you can see just looking over the years, this is what happens. You get these scenes that get so big, they get so out of control, they turn into an LA or New York City. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the musicians that can't afford it move on and and it starts somewhere else. Austin is a perfect example. Um, You know, always had some musical history, but for whatever reason, about 10, 15 years ago, it really took off again.
0: Yeah, and and everyone started leaving. Yeah. And and they came here.
1: Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, you get those... Um, I remember Asheville blew up at one point mm-hmm. for a lot of even, like, big-time musicians were moving there. Um, like, Derek Trucks had moved there. Yep. And, like, um, and where the artists go, the money's going to follow eventually. That's yeah, yeah. just what happens. Um, the artists go there because they can afford it. Mm-hmm. And then the city grows, and then the money comes in, and then and the, artists, the leave. artists leave, and they go do it somewhere else. Yep. So, I mean, I hate to see the artists leave this city, but I get it. And they're going to go and thrive somewhere else. They'll find somewhere else to throw. I
0: think, I think Tennessee is situated to be really successful because we have been. Um, but I think if these small towns can really experience some like really good renovations that have affordability for musicians, I don't, I don't see it's a problem for musicians to drive 20 to 30 minutes into Nashville to work and then to go back to their towns.
1: Uh, Yeah. It's not the I say Antioch. I loved Antioch and, I had a 2,600-square-foot house that is cheaper than my current 700-square-foot apartment, and it was a 15-minute drive, so the affordability was there. We had the space. We didn't have to re- rent rehearsal spaces. Yeah, yeah. You know, We had our own space that we could play music, we could record. Yep. Um, so there is that option of being outside the city, but I also understand the lure of being like, Close to the city, right there. Yeah, yeah. Where you can walk to a show, where you know, and a lot of people like to go out to the show and have a couple of drinks, mm-hmm. or and and they don't want to drink and drive back to Murfreesboro or yep. Antioch. And if they can live in East Nashville and Uber somewhere, it's so much more convenient.
0: Yep. Uh, living downtown, what's your go-to coffee shop right now? So I know there's one right near your your place, but
1: yeah, I don't do so. I don't do a ton of coffee. I'll do tea. Okay. I like to, I I'll, I'll meet at coffee shops with people a lot, so I'll do yeah, some yeah. tea or I love pastries and things like that. Mm. My girlfriend is a coffee connoisseur. So, uh, but for me, and I'm sure it's the place you're thinking of, I love Intermezzo, yeah, yeah. Cafe Intermezzo, yeah. which is basically in the lobby of my building. And uh, the hot chocolate down oh there. Oh, my gosh. It's life-changing. I mean, I could I could not go anywhere else. I could yeah, just yeah. walk
0: down there and grab a hot, hot chocolate. I would... uh I lost 40 pounds over the last few months. Did you? Yeah. And, uh, I would gang back that 40 pounds within like <laughs> for, a day for intermezzo. If <laughs> we're living right above uh, intermezzo. Yeah. I mean, we go down there sometimes and just, have they introduced like a membership yet for like the building or for like locals downtown? Um, so there's nothing with, like, Intermezzo, the the diners right there. They're missing out on such a big opportunity yes. to get consistent business. And I told this to them when we were advocating for them. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, even some sort of, you know, 10%, 15% discount mm-hmm. if you live in the building or something. At least um, enough to cover your taxes. The interesting thing with our building, which, again, comes back to the changing environment of Nashville, um, when we moved in— it was residential. Okay. And we knew that this was happening, but two weeks after we moved in and they started converting to hotel. Oh. So our building is currently like 50% hotel, 50% residential.
0: That's annoying. So. Is it the same, like, for example, if you're on like the 13th floor, is it all of the units on the 13th floor as a hotel or is it It
1: seems to residential? Be, I don't know for sure how it's all laid out, but it seems to be uh, residential's top floors. Okay, which makes sense. And then is lower floors. Now, I think they are making some changes. I just met a guy, I think he lived on the 31st floor, and he said he's getting ready to re-sign his lease, uh-huh. but they're making him move down a couple floors. That's annoying. Which, I'm, again, I'm sure is like, well, we can get a premium to... yeah, yeah.
0: We can charge $500 a yeah, night to for this. Yeah, hotel room. Yep. Interesting.
1: So... Um, And they might be trying to push people out altogether and convert to hotel. I love it. So I don't I'm not trying to talk bad about them. Yeah. But I do know I looked up what our lease will be if we renew. And in the last five months, it's gone up four hundred dollars a month. That's insane. So I looked the other day because we still have seven months, but, you know, just kind of get an yeah, idea yeah. like, hey, what's available? Do we need to move to another part of town? Do we need yeah. to live in another building? Yeah. And since we moved in, if I, were to, if I were to sign the lease for the same apartment today, it's $400 more. That's insane. It's wild. So, yeah. again, are they trying to push people out? I don't know. Probably. But I know that they can get a lot more money renting it to tourists. Yep a block and a half off of Broadway. Oh, so. yeah, yeah.
0: And I think the initial design for that building was to be half hotel, okay. half residential, if I remember correctly. it's It's been about seven or eight years since I've looked that up. Because uh, okay. the building's only six years old, seven Somewhere years old. Somewhere around there. Yeah, uh, it's been a while since I've looked that up. Nate, you uh, you also work at Lucky Lead Farms, but yes. we're going to save that conversation for another time. Okay. Uh, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. And uh, where could people follow you on social media? Um,
1: The best place is... uh at Clayton corners on Instagram. And then, uh, I haven't been doing as much of that stuff. I've been really focused on my work with musicians. Um, so the place to check that out would be at cc.ports ports with a Z. Um, and that's primarily where you'll find my work right now. I also haven't been doing a ton of the uh, social media stuff, but it's,
0: uh, it's a struggle, man. Yeah. I'm trying to get back on it. So yeah, that's where you can find me. We're, we're giving you so much client work right now. It's you know, yeah, time to post I, our I love uh, social that. media stuff. I love it. Yeah. So head to Nashville If you want to learn more about Nashville, also subscribe to our YouTube channels, explore dot Nash, explore Tennessee, and we have big news coming soon. Thank you for listening to the Nashville Daily Podcast. If you want to learn more, head to NashvilleDailyPodcast.com. You can also follow us on social media at Explore.Nash on Instagram, Nashville Daily Podcast on YouTube, and Explore.Nash on YouTube as well. The Nashville Daily Podcast is an Explore LLC production. Copyright 2023.